there, everyone. It's Jennifer, our curious host, in your earbuds today with our short-form Friday roundup of my favorite art history updates and news tidbits. This is Art Curious News This Week, and this gets you up to date on some of the latest goings-on in the realm of art history. Today is Friday, November 4th, 2022. And today's news brief is a very Vermeer-centric one. Last week, I reported that the largest exhibition of works by Johannes Vermeer, the largest ever, is going to be on view next year at the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam. Out of about 35 known works of art that Vermeer completed during his lifetime, the Rijksmuseum will be showing at least 28, with the possibility, of course, that more loans or additions will be announced as we get closer and closer to the show's opening date, though we can't know for sure. So all of that is well and good. But just this week, it was announced that there's a spot of controversy therein. Earlier this year, the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C., announced that one of their works of art, a painting called Girl with a Flute, was being downgraded from a work by Vermeer to being the work of someone, quote, with a profound understanding of Vermeer's techniques, unquote, as reported by Art News. Now, let me say that this is big news in and of itself, even though it might not necessarily be seen as positive news necessarily for the National Gallery. But this isn't altogether uncommon. Art attribution, as I've written about both in my book and then also shared on my podcast, is tricky, tricky business. It's an act that requires a lot of research, a lot of work, and also a lot of best guesses. But what's fascinating about the news this week is that the Rijksmuseum is borrowing Girl with a Flute from the National Gallery for that huge Vermeer exhibition, and they will be exhibiting the work as a Vermeer. Not a pupil of Vermeer or a follower of Vermeer or studio of Vermeer, which is how the National Gallery itself currently showcases the work. This is not usually the standard, I'd say, being a museum person myself. So typically, you would defer to the lending institution's identification of the work of art that is under their purview. So this is fascinating to me. Rijksmuseum director and unofficial man with the best name, Taco Dibbets, released a statement to The Guardian newspaper saying, quote, Attribution is not a hard science, but we feel Vermeer is such an innovative artist who took so many directions in his art that we feel that for us, as yet, the painting is by Vermeer, unquote. Woof. I agree with Dibbets on the first part about attribution not being a hard science, but Man, this is a ballsy move, and one that proves that the art world has about just as much infighting and disagreement as anything else. And look, one of the great things, and I, I mean this sincerely, not sarcastically, is that it's not all cut and dry. There is room for renegotiation, reconsideration. There's room for new ideas, new stories, and even regarding objects that are hundreds and thousands of years old, we can change our minds. But it's interesting from my outside perspective here to know that a crackerjack group of interdisciplinary experts from the National Gallery could attest to their beliefs that a work of art is not a Vermeer and then have another museum dismiss this statement, one that was also probably years in the making. This is all interesting, right? So, you know, if I can go over to Amsterdam this spring and see Girl with Flute with my own eyes and in the context of other quote-unquote real Vermeers, I mean, wow. This is going to be an adventure, to be sure. 
For my next story, I am keeping it on theme and on trend. So literally only a couple of hours after I recorded and edited last week's episode of Art Curious News this week, I learned that a pair of climate protesters from the organization Just Stop Oil struck again. And this time, they hit none other than Vermeer's iconic girl with a pearl earring at the Moritz House Museum in The Hague, Netherlands. One of the men attempted to glue his balding or shaved head to the glazing, or the glass, covering the painting, while a second man glued his own hand to the wall and then threw soup over his bald-headed pal. You know, because tomato soup was thrown at the Van Gogh sunflowers at the National Gallery in London a few weeks prior. Check out my YouTube channel for my short video on what I think this is all going to do to the art world and to your museum experience. Anyway... All of this is a long prologue to say that it was announced just this week that the protesters have been sentenced to two months in prison with one of those months suspended, all according to a Dutch court. Of course, this has led to vitriol on both sides of the artwork and climate issue, with Just Stop Oil announcing after the verdict, quote, Isn't it ironic that climate activists who nonviolently oppose the mass slaughter of life on Earth are being condemned? Unquote. For their part, the prosecution noted, quote, An artwork hanging there for all of us to enjoy has been smeared by the defendants who felt their message took precedence over everything else. Unquote. The Guardian newspaper reports that the prosecutors asked for a longer sentence of four months with two of those months suspended, but that the judge denied this because she, quote, did not want her sentence to discourage other people from demonstrating. Unquote. No matter what your personal opinion is on this, I feel like no one really wins. Protesters win and art and museums lose. Or museum and art wins and the earth dies. I really can't quite get a handle on all of this, I'm going to be honest. But I know that I will keep watching and learning and trying to figure it all out. And that's all I can really do from my tiny art historical perch over here. I've got one more story to share with you today. And it's not news per se, as in you're not going to see it scrolling around on Twitter, but it is news pertaining to you if you are listening today. So please stick with me, support the show by listening to a couple of ads, and we will be right back. Thank you. Welcome back to Art Curious and our news this week. For our last story today, as I mentioned before the break, I am going to get real on you. Running this podcast has been great. Doing this show has been a literal life changer for me as I left my full-time stable museum job about a year ago to do this for you full-time, which means that I am cobbling together goodies for you not only through this audio format, but also through a reinvigorated YouTube channel, new writing projects, travel that you can join me on, events, and so much more. And it's a lot. It was my choice, of course, but it is a lot. And in the nearly seven, can you believe it, seven years since I began this show back in 2016, the podcast game has changed a huge, huge amount. Things really hit big during the pandemic when people were looking for things to do, and, and that was amazing. But now we are sort of out of the pandemic and things have settled down. To make things more interesting, celebrity podcasts and those that were backed by big traditional media outlets really exploded at that same time during the pandemic. And what does this all mean? It means that my timing 
maybe isn't the best because it is getting harder for me to do this and to stay nimble and for me to bring you all of this, the podcast in particular, for such little return. I love Art Curious. I love it. And it has been my life, my livelihood. But straight up, Art Curious will be ending after the current season, which ends in January, unless I get your financial support. My crisis has totally, completely coincidentally, unintentionally just happened to line up with the week that I launched my Patreon account, which allows you to donate as little as $4 a month to help keep us going. For that amount, you will get an ad-free feed of this show, and more benefits will be added as soon as I can figure it all out. So we are at that point, y'all. If Art Curious means anything to you, anything at all, please give today. A tax-free donation via our friends at VAE Raleigh is also always super-duper appreciated, and I have links to that on my website. But if you want a little something in return, I understand, and please consider giving through Patreon. And if you can't donate even $4, let me know, just to verify that you are out there listening and that this is an ask that isn't falling on deaf ears, which is the bane of a podcaster's existence. And the other way you can help is to please watch my YouTube channel. Hopefully, we can get that monetization going in the near future. And download and listen to any episode. All of that is free. These are free ways that you can hopefully help keeping us going. So there we are. So, all right. Thank you, friends, for listening today to Art Curious News this week. And thank you for listening to my humbling and very humble ask. As always, if you liked this episode, please let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm quicker to respond there than elsewhere. And you can email me on the contact form on my website. As I've mentioned, there are a lot of different ways to contact me and the show right now. And if you love travel, you can do so by joining me on an upcoming trip to Italy in May 2023. And there's more details about that on my website, artcuriouspodcast.com. You can watch free videos on YouTube, and you can take my inexpensive audio course, Breaking Barriers, Women Artists of Renaissance Europe. And again, listen here for free and download. Please tell your friends. I will be back in your feeds twice next week, beginning on Monday, with a new feature from Breaking Barriers, and on Friday with another segment of Art Curious News this week. Until then, my immense thanks for listening, and stay curious. Stay curious.